This message comes from Capital One. Your business faces unique challenges and opportunities. That's why Capital One offers a comprehensive suite of financial services backed by the strength of a top 10 commercial bank. Visit CapitalOne.com slash commercial. Member FDIC. The delightful new Disney Plus series, Percy Jackson and the Olympians, is a new adaptation of a beloved series of books. It's about a kid who finds out a startling truth about a father he's never known. The guy was a Greek god, literally, which makes Percy a demigod, about to discover exactly what that means with the help of some faithful friends. I'm Linda Holmes, and today we're talking about Percy Jackson and the Olympians on Pop Culture Happy Hour from NPR. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Third Love. Third Love makes solutions for every bra problem. Give yourself more lift, smoothing, and get straps that stay put. Every style's wear tested on real women, made from premium materials, with a virtual fitting room to help you find your perfect fit. Comfort and support are guaranteed. It's time to get your problem solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get $15 off your order with code PODCAST15. This message comes from NPR sponsor FX, presenting Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill, FX's Clipped, now streaming only on Hulu. Support for NPR and the following message come from Betterment, the automated investing and savings app. CEO Sarah Levy shares how cash can be part of a balanced savings strategy for investors. Oftentimes people think of their cash as the money they're using, but when there's a high rate environment, your cash can also be a form of savings. So savings can sit in your cash account and savings can sit in an investing account. And on average and over time, investments go up, but in a high interest rate environment, you can get a more predictable return in a high yield savings account. And so investors can choose both strategies, an investment strategy, as well as a cash strategy to both protect your principal because cash doesn't go down the way markets can, but also to earn a high yield. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, performance not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Joining me today, this is so exciting. This is a very special moment for me because joining me on the show and making their Pop Culture Happy Hour debuts are two of our producers here on PCHH, Liz Metzger. Hey, Liz. Hello, Linda. And Hafsa Fatima. Hello, Hafsa. Hi, Linda. I'm delighted that Liz and Hafsa are here to talk to me about Percy Jackson. So Percy Jackson and the Olympians is based on the popular book series of the same name by Rick Riordan. The first of the six books was published in 2005, and it told the story of how Percy discovered his very unusual parentage. And then, of course, he went on a quest, but he didn't go alone. He went with his friend Grover, who's a satyr, and his friend Annabeth, who has her own unusual lineage. All three are attendees at Camp Half-Blood, a kind of training ground for kids like Percy. 
There was a movie adaptation in 2010, but after that film and its sequel petered out, Percy took some time away from the screen. Now Percy and his friends are back in this new series streaming on Disney+. The show stars Walker Scobell as Percy, Leah Savey Jeffries as Annabeth, and Arian Simhadri as Grover. And unlike the films which aged the books Percy from 12 to 16, this is a version where these are still middle schoolers, basically, fulfilling their destinies by going on an adventure. There are lots of Greek gods on hand, some monsters, and even some centaurs. One of the reasons I'm so excited about this episode is that in our planning meetings for the show, it became clear that Liz and Huffso were both really pumped to talk about Percy Jackson. <laughs> Liz, I'm going to go to you first. You're a Percy Jackson person. Tell me about that. Okay. I think I was around the age of Percy when I picked up these books. Now, my little shame is I don't think I've picked them up since, but I loved these books growing up. They were like, you know, when you go into a library, there's like seven copies of one book that's so popular. Mm -hmm. And that was like definitely the hot commodity with these Percy Jackson books. I think the thing that I really resonated with was, one, this is like the perfect time, like teachers are teaching you all about Greek gods and like goddesses. Sure. But like the thing that I always liked is they were taken really seriously. Mm -hmm. Like these are quests, but they are 12 year olds who are going through extremely challenging times. And you see them age and get better and learn really, really hard lessons. I was not a big fan of the movies, but I also <laughs> didn't like any adaptions of any books that I read as a child. Yeah. But... Seeing them on screen again, I feel like I'm like 13 again. I feel like I'm 11 or 12 or 13. I feel so excited. There's so much on screen that makes you remember the joy of a great world building, of what it's like to be really, really awkward and really, really earnest and sometimes, well, more than sometimes, really, really sassy. And I think that's something that I'm really, really enjoying. That is awesome. Hamza, <laughs> how about you? You were also a Percy Jackson preteen or teen, I suppose. I was a teen. It was actually my younger brother's book that I picked up on a random day when we lived in India. And I sat in a day and I finished the entire book. And I was like, this is my entire life now. <laughs> um, it got me hyper fixated on Greek mythology. Mm -hmm. uh, do not look for my Trojan War fan fiction. It's somewhere online. Wow. <laughs> Google my name. I'm going to do War. it now. Um, <laughs> uh, people talk about the Roman Empire. The Trojan War was my Roman Empire. Mm -hmm. I was obsessed with Cassandra of Troy. And these books, like Liz said, they were amazing. Uh, I was a huge Harry Potter fan, so mm -hmm. it was really hard not to like these books as well. That was mm -hmm. a very familiar tale of a trio going on a quest, mm -hmm. overcoming the odds. Um, and I think the show just does a really good job of nailing so much of what mm -hmm. I love about the books, like setting us in that world. I think because it's a TV show, we have like so much more time to sit with it in this world that we'll talk about a little later. But yeah, I I honestly like was giggling the entire time. It felt like <laughs> being 14 again, mm -hmm. opening up those books and just going back into that world that I love so much. Yeah. Liz, what worked for you about the TV adaptation, do you think? One of the things that I love, like you mentioned in the intro, is that they're actually the age that they were supposed to be. Like, they feel like 11-year-olds. And I think mm -hmm. in all of the casting, I feel like, sure, people want to hem and haw about the way things look. But when you're reading a book, you're going to imagine what you're going to imagine to a right. certain extent. Right. Like, I think that's the thing that I love the most is, one, well, I also loved all the character actors. I love Megan Mullally. So I really loved seeing everyone taking this world very seriously, but mm -hmm. also finding all these silly little joys that... 
I loved in the book. Like, mm-hmm. I love the titles of the episodes because <laughs> they're so obscure and they're so funky and they're just a really fun world to dig in. And I think I felt like I finally saw an adaption that captured all of the joy and also all of the stuff that's like very heavy within it. Right. And it felt appropriate to watch at all ages. Like, I think that's also it. Like, it does. This is like, this is a show for kids and for adults, which I think is can feel rare sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hafsa, what did you think about the way that the casting worked? When I heard about the TV show, I will be honest, I wasn't super excited because I had been so burnt by the mm-hmm. movies that I, my heart had been broken in a, in a little way and I had to protect myself from getting excited. <laughs> and so I didn't really follow the casting news too carefully until we sort of got closer toward mm-hmm. the release and I started seeing trailers and I was like, okay, this is looking good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the casting was spot on. Mm-hmm. I loved Walker Scoble. Percy in the books, we see his inner narration. So it's it's written from a first person point of view. So you really get that sense of how sarcastic and goofy this kid is. There's a scene where he and his friend Grover are talking about the fate of Talia, who is one of the heroes and is also a forbidden child. She's a daughter of Zeus. Talia basically gave her life so her friends Luke and Annabeth could escape when they were being hunted by monsters. And it's a very emotional scene. And Grover tells Percy how Zeus basically turned Talia into a tree (laughs) to save her life. And Percy is not amused. The most powerful being in the universe's best idea to save his daughter's life was to turn her into a tree. She was the bravest demigod I ever knew. She fought valiantly and she met a hero's fate. She met a pinecone's fate. (laughs) So out of pocket, so unnecessary, (laughs) so Percy Jackson. Absolutely perfect. Yeah, I think it's really important in a show like this that has these kind of fantasy elements for it to find that right balance of exactly what you guys are talking about, of taking the ideas seriously and the characters seriously and their problems seriously. Mm-hmm. But to be able to pull back and and acknowledge that if you're going to talk about this kid being like a regular kid mm-hmm. – then it's not as if once they told him he was a demigod, nothing else would sound weird to him. Mm -hmm. Like, things would continue to sound weird. Like, as he gets sort of more acclimated to this kind of very different world that he's in now, this mythical world. society. And I do think once this show got passed about the first episode and kind of the number of gods I felt like I was expected to know about was multiplying, (laughs) I did feel like I got a little bit like confused, but that's strictly a a me problem. Mm -hmm. If you're somebody who knows much about Greek gods, which I don't, I think you'll probably have much less of that than I did. And I still really enjoyed the first couple episodes, I think, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as you're kind of getting to know these kids, I think it's a fun bit of, uh, as you guys mentioned, world building at this camp and kind of figuring out how it works. And I do like the fact that I think here they have a really nice balance of there are things that are you know, completely fresh to this series. And then there are a lot of other ideas about gods being vengeful and Mm -hmm. uh, warring with each other. And the idea of gods being, you know, sometimes mixing with mortals. But even if you know kind of casual things about Greek mythology, as (laughs) I do, you'll you'll hear the things go by where it's like, yeah, I remember that. I I, I remember something about that. I remember Zeus being, you know, the bolt guy and all that stuff. Even if, you know, like me, you're not a super expert. And they also like demystify the gods in this amazing way. Like Mr. D, 
who is Jason Mantzoukas, who plays Dionysus, the god of wine, is, I think, the most perfect casting in oh, a very long time. So good. Yeah. I'm Percy Jackson. Uh, I'm new here. Peter Johnson is here! He absolutely captures the idea of being this camp counselor who couldn't care any less and is just just kind of done with these kids. Mm. And, you know, like the gods who are like this very mystical elements, you know, in the Iliad and the Odyssey and the works of Homer are like these squabbling children who just cannot get their act together. It's like realizing your parents are like people. And yeah. like like so much of this is like you have to earn the gods' love and you have to do this. They have this very like emotional scene talking about like that shouldn't be the way how love is. But then Annabeth says something along the lines of like, well, that is how people are. That is mm-hmm. how mortals are. Right. And there's this very, like, big conversation of parenting and, like, mm-hmm. adulthood and forcing children to grow up way too quickly that I think is also just inherently in those myths. And I like how they integrate this into, like, this deem of love and glory. And it makes a very silly world and a very beautiful world have a lot of depth. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think... One of the things that I I think is impressive about how they handle Percy specifically is that certainly the character of the kid who feels, you know, I don't fit in, Mm -hmm. that part of it is not new. But I think they do a nice job of balancing. Percy certainly has a general sense that he's kind of an odd duck and he doesn't Mm -hmm. really feel like he belongs and he doesn't really feel initially like he has friends and he gets bullied a lot. But they also make some connections to real things in his life, that he has Mm -hmm. dyslexia. Mm -hmm. And his conversations with his mom are kind of able when she finally talks to him about, you know, your father's a Greek god and everything. They kind of connect those things in a way that I think still is is subtle. There's not Mm -hmm. some convoluted explanation of why being related to a Greek god gave him dyslexia. It's... Mm -hmm. You know, gods process information differently than other than than humans do. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting watching this as an adult. When I was a kid, obviously, I didn't pick up on the nuances of it. I was like, oh, I want to be a daughter of Athena. Um, but now going back, Linda, the scene that you were talking about where his mom, Sally, explains to him that he's a demigod and that's sort of why he's different. Christy, I know that this is hard to understand, but you have to believe me that this is real. But this is crazy. Okay, I'm not a god. There is something wrong with my brain. I understand that I'm weird. Believe me, I get it. But I'm afraid something may be really broken now. That really hit me. I got it. I got kind of teary-eyed. Like I'm not gonna lie. I was like, oh wow, like that vulnerability of just being a child who's been abandoned. I think the show captures that so well. I think mm-hmm. even in a way that maybe the book even didn't hit at. Like, yeah. Do you think so, Liz? I think Sally Jackson has finally gotten justice in this. Heck yes. She got her Olivia Rodrigo song. Yes, she did. And in this one, you really get to see Percy's mom really get to spell it out and deepen their relationship. And that helped me so much in a way Mm. that I was like, that depth, that character was really just not really as present other than sort of someone who was fell in love and then suffered throughout her life mm-hmm, <laughs> and then had a mm-hmm. child who suffered his who was going to mm-hmm. suffer his entire life and i think there was a lot more joy found in their relationship and in just more nuance that i really really appreciated and i was like man it would be really hard to be sally jackson that's all i kept thinking i was like wow i'm yeah. closer to her now than i am percy yeah and if i if i had a disappointment in the first couple of episodes it's only that i was really really enjoying i think their relationship his relationship mm-hmm. with his mom you know, she's played by Virginia Cull. And I think 
I really liked the way that the presentation of the mom made it clear that she is very smart Mm -hmm. and she has spent her life knowing that this was coming, that she was eventually Mm -hmm. going to have to explain all of this to Percy. Yeah. And also knowing that that she was going to have to protect him from a lot of danger. And I, I really think the performance really makes it clear that she is making a lot of calculations in her head all the time mm-hmm. about what yeah. to do as this kind of comes up. You see it kind of developing and you see how she's trying to figure out where she stands. Mm-hmm. Maybe my only other thing is like, the shows that come out of Disney for Disney Plus do have a look. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was looking at it and thinking, like, particularly with a couple characters, I thought, this really looks like a video game cutscene to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it really does. They just, they have a look, and I would love to see Disney allow directors and, and other artists to to f- to flex a little bit more in the visual arena, you know? Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, and... I just think that overall, like, the look of the show, I think, was a little bit CGI-y, but I liked how they let us, like, actually sit in the world because the movie was, you know, I think under two hours, if I'm not mistaken, but with each episode, you're sort of sitting in this world a little longer. You're sort of getting to see what the distinction between each cabin looks like. You're sort of seeing Percy try his best at different things. Like he tries his best at archery, at forging a sword, and he sucks mm-hmm. at all of them. You see this really cool capture the flag, which is kind of a game they play routine. The world building like really puts you in place and you actually like get to see those bonds with his friends, um, with Grover, with Luke, with his frenemyship with Annabeth, all sort of grow on you as well. And I think those are things that the movie kind of skipped past. And those are the things that I think makes the book special. So I'm glad that they hit on it. It's so hard to have a show where you're constantly traveling. Yeah. I was like, yeah. girls, we got a lot of chapters to go to. We are just at Medusa. I was like, wait till we get to Vegas. Yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I was so, my eyes, I didn't, I don't know if I had rose color glasses. I had light blue color glasses on. I was so just in for the ride. Yeah. I think like Hafsa said, when you've been burnt so bad, yeah. you are ready to love. I mean, I'm never going to say no to a jeans and Greek armor combination. I think that's always going <laughs> to hit different. You know what I mean? Like, put that in Gap. I think the kids would buy it. <laughs> I appreciate you guys so much. We obviously want to hear what you, whether you were a Percy Jackson book series person or not, we want to know what you think about the TV adaptation, Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Find us at facebook.com slash PCHH. That brings us to the end of our show. Liz Metzger, Hafsa Fatima, I appreciate you always and every week, but especially for being here for this episode. Thank you, Linda. Thank you, Linda. This episode was produced by Ramel Wood and Hafsa Fathima <laughs> and edited by Mike Katzev. Our supervising producer is Jessica Reedy. Hello, Come In provides our theme music. Thank you for listening to Pop Culture Happy Hour from NPR. I'm Linda Holmes, and we'll see you all tomorrow. This message comes from NPR sponsor Acorn TV. Stream stories from around the world. From sinister suspense to charming comedies and clever crime dramas like My Life is Murder, starring Lucy Lawless. Visit acorn.tv for a 30-day free trial with promo code NPR. Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Online. Is your child asking questions on their homework you don't feel equipped to answer? IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. One subscription gets you everything. One site for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade.
Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And NPR listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com NPR. When voters talk during an election season, we listen. We ask questions, we follow up, and we bring you along to hear what we learned. Get closer to the issues, the people, and your vote at the NPR Elections Hub. Visit npr.org elections.